Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip Podcast by Rise Ministries. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Kim Heineke. I'm along with Pam Keneally. She's the co-founder of Arise. Um, Pam and I have both been single mothers, and we just enjoy sitting down um, a couple of times a month and talking about things that are pertinent, relevant topics to single moms, sharing a little bit of our experience, sharing a little bit of our wisdom. Pam, thanks for being here. Thanks for Thank you for being here. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're new to our podcast or if you've been here for a while, we really are glad that you're here. Absolutely. And I do hope that you're wearing some closed-toed shoes today. I've got my boots on, my leather boots. It's probably pretty important because, listen, ladies, today we are going to potentially step on a few toes in the next 30 minutes. Pam and I are going to share a topic that I feel pretty passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you just to stay with us and give this message a chance because it is something that's really, really important. Today answers the question, how should I talk about my kid's father? Now, I know this is a topic that everyone, married or single, this is not just for single moms, honestly, uh, that you can learn from. It can fire up a range of emotions with people depending on your circumstance. Single mothers who have experienced um, being left or divorced, you know, they may have a certain feeling about their kid's father Maybe someone who, um, whose husband died, they have a certain feeling about their kid's father. Maybe you're married, happen to be listening to this. And, I mean, like, sometimes marriage is not easy. Sure. You probably have sure. some feelings about mm-hmm. your kid's father. You know, they don't always need to be shared. So we're just going to talk today about what are some appropriate ways to speak about your child's father what are some dangers? What are some things that you should do? How does it affect your kids if you speak negatively about them? And then I'm just going to ask you to think about this podcast over the next week or so and just let it settle in your heart. And I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to do his work in each of us because it's it's a truth that all of us can, it is. can really think about. It is. So, Pam, I'm just going to start with you and I just want to ask you, what are some of the problems with the way some women speak about their child's father. What are, what are the problems that we see in today's culture? Well, so many women that speak ill of their child's father uh, have not resolved what's in their own heart yet. Um, a lot of, lot of speaking about their dad comes from their own unresolved emotions, their own unresolved bitterness. I know, I know, I know that because I've been there. Their own unresolved feelings about the child's the father's death or the or the betrayal there's just unresolved and so what what fuels that is they is they have not worked through their own unresolved feelings what what oozes out of them are little negative comments or just are saying little innuendos or something that's put down in some way just because you because the mom has not resolved what what is in her own heart Mm -hmm. so that's one thing and sometimes moms speak poorly about the child's father you know in front of the kids and and that that's always dangerous or she exaggerates the truth a little bit or doesn't even tell the truth yes i've seen it oh my goodness yeah so that is especially hard but these are these are difficult situations and moms if you're listening today i just hope before we go any further you could just stop because first of all the bottom line The well-being of your child and your relationship with your child depends on this. Mm -hmm. It is so far-reaching. I can't even tell you. It seems so, maybe not to you right now where you are, but I can tell you years and years and years later, this principle is so far-reaching that um, it, it, 
pivots around you having a good relationship with your child when they're adults. So please, please just ask the Spirit to help you listen today. Yes. And Pam, I know that your parents were not divorced right when you were growing up now my my biological father and my mother he he did leave whenever i was i don't know 10 mm-hmm. then 11 then 12 i mean he he was pretty off and on so my biological dad maybe was not the best um he, he wasn't the best at being a father sure. all the time well, i want to be respectful to him even though it was bumpy situation but i can tell you that in all those years I don't recall my mom ever just bashing him, mm-hmm. and she had every reason to. Sure. He was an alcoholic. He was a drug addict. He um, was very unfaithful to her, and he, he was just not – he's not what I would want, you know, for, for my children. But I don't recall a time when my mom just really, really ripped him apart in front of us. And years and years later, it shows. Mm-hmm. It matters because – she didn't have to say anything bad because I, I knew she didn't have to say that. Sure. And anytime she she if she did say something, it just would have hurt me. And I don't know where she learned that, but certainly I'm I'm so grateful that God tempered her her words. Yes. So that she didn't she didn't say anything terribly negative about him. And so I would say to you, you know, women that are listening that may have suffered the same kind of loss, maybe it's through rejection or abandonment or something like that, this really does matter. It is the number one thing that I feel like I tell single mothers when I first come in contact with them and this will come up. Um, maybe they're standing there telling me the story of their separation right in front of their seven-year-old, you know, and mm-hmm. I have to be like, hello, let's not do this right here. But I'm telling you, if you think that this doesn't matter, think again. This is this is the thing that I'm the most grateful for she to is. my mother. Yes. Um, that she just protected my heart by not saying a lot Absolutely. of negative things. Absolutely. And you may be thinking like, okay, well, what does that even look like? I don't I don't tear my my kid's dad apart in front of them, but there's a list of things that that um, are involved here. Yes. Before we move on, yes, I want to say ahead. real quickly that this is what we are not telling you to do. Some of you are saying, well, are you telling me my husband is in prison? My husband has served time or or my husband has done this or my husband left me, you know, and married another man that that my kids ask that I can't tell them the truth. We are not telling you that you can't tell the truth. The truth is is important, but telling them the truth in a way that is not harmful to their emotional wellness and at a time that is appropriate for the right. time and appropriate for their age. You know, um, yes, the truth, we're not saying don't tell the truth, but there, or it all depends on the way, the time, the effort, the motive, uh, the attitude, the passion behind it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just want to say that real quick because I'm thinking of people right now. They're going, but wait. So I right. just wanted to say that, but wait before we move no, on. No, that's, ex- that's an excellent point. And, and, and to your point, there's never an appropriate time to sit down and tell a seven, eight, nine-year-old that your that their dad cheated on you and all the sort of detail. There's never an appropriate time to share with a child grown up mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been asked by my sons. You know, they'll say, like, why did you and dad get a divorce? And for so many years, like the invisible me kind of wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but um, that's back when I was super angry and bitter and hadn't dealt with a lot of sure. things. But I, I would always say to them, you know, babe, that's your dad's story to tell. 
and sometimes grown-ups make decisions that just have a lot of consequences. Mm-hmm. But your dad's a good man, and we both love you very much. Sure. And it did feel like kind of a Sunday school answer, mm-hmm. but if I look back, that's the safest answer I could have given them. Absolutely. Because it didn't diminish their relationship with their dad. It, it just protected everybody involved. Right. So. Well, you know what? That, that moves on to um, – to the way the children feel that in in them there really is an infrastructure that where they they want they I don't care what the dad's done I don't at least this when they're younger I don't care what what he's done if he where he is they want to love both parents they mm-hmm. just want to that's the way they were made that's the way we were created and we must give them the opportunity to do that uh, I trust me in time they will see the truth yeah. trust me they will see and they will know and you will be greatly respected yeah. for allowing them to discover the truth on their own and if you choose not to do it that way I I can assure you that there will be a division in your relationship with the child as the child gets older and, and it's just hard to repair at that time if by some chance Kim, you've already blown it. Uh, yeah, I just know, wrote that down, you know, actually. I'm just thinking, because I'm sure I blew it I'm, from time to time. If you've already blown it, you know what? The, just simply going back to them saying, you know what? I said this and that, and that just was not a very nice thing to say. So would you forgive me? And and then you say something like, you know, your dad loves you, or your dad, you know, say something positive and mm-hmm. say, from this point forward, we're just not going to have any talk like that, because I know that your dad loves you, and you love him, and and that's all good. Yeah, that's so, I just wrote that down, the exact same thing, yes. what about the mom who overshared? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so important, mm-hmm. and your kids will appreciate that. Yes. Hey, it might look like this. Um, it might be that you have sarcasm about the other parent. I'm trying to give you some examples of what it looks like. It's not just the words that you use. You're just like your dad. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's funny that you say that because there, there is a situation. I'm telling you, my mom rarely, if ever, probably never said anything negative about my dad, although she had plenty of ammunition. But um, there's, there's this one thing about me that she said in high school that still sticks with me today. It's stupid, too. It's ridiculous. I've never been very good at returning library books on time. Mm-hmm. Still not. And so I do remember in high school one time my mom's making some comment about, oh, that's something your dad would do, or that's just like your dad, something like that. Like, I'm not even sure my dad ever went to a library, Mm -hmm. but somehow she connected my... She let it sneak out. She connected my tardiness with returning library books Mm -hmm. to some characteristic of my dad. And even now, at this age, which is a lot of age... I still, when I owe library fines, like I do right now, mm-hmm. I still think, oh, this is something my dad would have done. Mm, isn't that amazing how that sticks with yes, you? Yes, and it was such a tiny thing. And so, moms, I'm telling you. What if it was a major thing? If it was a major thing, mm-hmm. it just, it really would have maybe redefined how I thought about myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, listener, if a library comment can, you know, can trigger a little insecurity or whatever that did, I'm telling you, go above and beyond to guard your words in front of your kids because just just what you said, Pam, you won't be sorry. Yes. How about the the um, the nonverbal communication? Oh yeah, the when your kid comes home and they're telling you all the fancy, wonderful things they did with their dad over the weekend or over Christmas or mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and or their birthday, and your eyes lose control and they start to roll a little <laughs> bit, or you smirk. Or you cut them off or, you know, you don't let them celebrate those things. That's all nonverbal communication that bashes 
your child's dad as well. Yes, it's so it's and, and that's hurtful as well. You know, um, also what shuts down your kids is when you uh, talk. You, you, we've already mentioned about talking negatively about about your husband, and in some fashion, considering his character or or the way he answers you, or well, that's just like him. He's supposed to get you this weekend. He mm-hmm. didn't. Or, or something like that. Or if so they just, say something positive mm-hmm. about their dad. Yes. And you shut that down. Yes. So just, you know, if be, they. Yeah, exactly. Just be careful. If they want to share something positive and live in that moment of celebration, like you said, let them. You don't say something like, well, I wish he had done that when yeah, he lived here. That's you right. don't say smarky things <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah. Just let, let them enjoy let that. Let them have that. Yes. It, let it them defi- enjoy that. Yeah, definitely makes a difference. Um, what about why are some reasons that this is destructive? Like, why do we have to pay attention? Why do we need to be careful? Well, you know, you need to be careful because it, you, you, it is your job as a mom. What you want most is to model well, to, to give them the foundation in their heart to be whole and healthy and healed, emotionally stable, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And you need to give them the tools to do that. None of us sometimes know exactly what to do, but I'm telling we this podcast is telling you one thing, mm-hmm. and that's what not to do. Right? God will take care of the what to do, but the what not to do is this just evokes in them immediately a sense of it's my fault, a sense of low self worth, mm-hmm. a little sense of anger. They don't know where to direct it towards you because you said something mean about their dad or towards their dad because it's true, and then they're left with this unresolved anger in their heart. And unresolved anger that goes untouched or unfixed just gets worse. Right. And so um, that, that's one thing. Is it just also when you do that, it puts your kids in the middle of it. It, it just, does. It puts your kids in the middle. And they're trying to, whose side am I on? What I can't say one thing on one side or one thing on the other side. And it's just, it's just terribly hurtful. And, and um, it produces a little bit of shame in them as well. It does. If they feel like... Yeah, I, I, I just feel like I learned from my mom and I tried never, never, never to make my children feel bad for enjoying their dad or wanting to go with them or loving him, mm-hmm. you know, because when we do that to the kids, they feel shame. Like, well, there must be something wrong with me mm-hmm. if I feel this bad. Like I children that live in two parent families most of the time don't feel like they have to choose between mom and dad yes but somehow when parents live apart they feel like well i have to choose to love this parent is to betray this one and to love this one is to betray the other one and let's just be honest there are some women in seasons of of deep deep devastation and really um heart-wrenching sadness Mm mm-hmm that want their kids to choose. Yes. Because they feel like that will punish the other person. Mm-hmm. But And if that's you listening, you are punishing your kid. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more that, you, that we want, if you think about it, than to have healthy, whole children that can function in society and not be bogged down by bitterness and shame and guilt and all those things. So let us, as moms, not put that on them. Yes, yes. Because it just happens all the time. It does. You know, I'm thinking about that, and I can't help but think it's not divorce that crushes kids. It's not divorce that yes. crushes kids. It's because they're resilient. They're, they're, they're young. They're vulnerable. But it's how we handle it. It's how we handle it. And so we can model with integrity and maturity and unselfishness for our kids' well-being above our own gratification of what was done to us. Uh, and 
we can't do that on our own often, but that's where our relationship with Christ comes in. That's mm-hmm. where our relationship with him comes in, that we become somebody we're not. We we say things we're not capable of saying in a positive way because the spirit in us wants to work and yield and 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 uh, weld us more in, in the way we need to relate to our children. So it's his work to do it in us, but Kim, we have to yield. Yes. We have to yield. And so, um, you know, we can do it, but... That's a that's it's a just, good it point. It just takes it takes the effort and intentionality to decide to do that. Yeah, that's a really good point to make. You know, one of the things that really changed it for me, and I'll say, I actually feel like I did a, a fairly decent job of this um, with my ex husband. In fact, as I was writing notes for this podcast, I texted him this week, and I just thanked him because he. I feel like he didn't say negative things about me. I realized that many, many, many people do not have the same experience sure it was not happy and and it was not happy it was not um a a friendly relationship but it was not we we didn't get into that just tearing Mm -hmm. we didn't do it to our kids and i texted him and just thanked him for how respectful that i felt like he had always been of me in front of the boys and he sent back a very kind note and it just said you know you're a great mom you know i appreciate everything that you've done and i just really was overcome with gratefulness to the lord i'm mm-hmm. going to get a little choked up because even as hard and as ugly as that divorce felt mm-hmm. 22 years later i can look at that and say god is faithful like we did the very best we could for our boys and we don't have to go back to them many times. I've had to do it sure. a lot, but we it, it wasn't something we didn't tear them apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't the, tear each other apart. Exactly. And and are there scars from that? Sure, but maybe not as deep as I could have made them because yes. I had lots of ugly things to say. He had lots of ugly things to say about me too. Yes. I get it. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. It's not always yeah. one-sided. Yeah. Well, I just want to say to the mom that's listening that doesn't have that story. Yes, and thank you. Her, her former husband, former boyfriend, whatever, is a basher and 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 takes every opportunity to say negative things or point out ne- negative things, everything we're telling, asking you not to do, and then they come back to you, and they're almost believing the other parent, and now they're, yes. now they're getting mad at you. Now they're getting mad at you because the other parent has fueled these things in them, and they come back, and now they're just, they're trying to navigate their emotions and how they feel Mm, you know i would just say to you to say to that child you know darling you know in this home it's my heart it's my objective for us to serve god the best we can and this separation has been hard on you it's been hard on your dad and me but in this house it is my goal to do what's right and to and to and to do what i can do to help you be a happy whole person Mm -hmm. and just kind of leave it like in this household this is my goal and because they know that they know they know they live with you every day they know those words don't come out of your mouth just reinforce it in this household this is the way this is the way we handle defining our family Uh redefining the way we do life redefining our family this is the way we do it you don't need to say and the way he does it you don't need to go there let them figure it out that's good. And just let them figure it out. And you don't have to right every wrong. That right. is the I know that's a hard mm-hmm. part. I, I have so many friends, you know, that, that struggle in this area. Not struggle, but like this is real life for them. 
you know, maybe their child's father isn't kind, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's just not. Or he says things that are inflammatory or whatever. He says things to the kid that that um, is not necessary and it just kind of throws fuel on the fire. But I would say to that mom, just, you know, kind of what you said, you don't have to right every wrong. Mm -hmm. If he comes home and your daughter says something, well, dad said, you said, you know, you d- you don't have to write every sure. wrong. You can you can say, gosh, I'm not sure that's exactly what was said, but you know, in a nutshell, like I'm not sure that that's exactly what was said. Here's here's what I intended to happen. Sure, you know, but but your dad's not. You know, your dad loves you, and we both want what's best for you. Sure, because that probably is the truth. Yes, you know, yes. and the best thing is to end end, end your conversations. Your dad loves you. Is reassure them of of both parents' love for them because that's the bottom line of what they need. Mm-hmm. to know that it's, so. it's a hard sticky situation I was reading something online and it was talking about I was reading a little bit about this topic and and some author had written about King Solomon do you remember whenever those two moms came to yes. him and they were like mm-hmm. it's my baby and the other one's like it's, it's my, my baby, baby. Mm-hmm. right and they're fighting over it mm-hmm. and King Solomon he says well we'll just cut the baby in half mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah it's never a logical <laughs> that's never a logical yeah. decision there but um yeah, I need a chainsaw for Christmas. Right, right. <laughs> but the, this article was saying that when we fight for our kids' devotion, when we're moms trying to fight so that our kids don't have any allegiance or any love for the other parent, that essentially we're, we're poisoning them against the other parent. And in a figurative sense, we're cutting their hearts in half mm-hmm. and just how destructive that is. And, and um, you know, I'm not sure that that's a perfect analogy, but it did kind of stick out with me. I thought, yeah, that's... That's what we're sure. doing. We're we're we are. It's abusive sure. to our kids when we do that. It is, and you know what? You may be able to say things, roll your eyes, make snippets, do whatever that will monitor your kids' behavior, and that's it may monitor their behavior, uh, short term, mm-hmm. but long term, long term, you are killing your relationship with them long term, and so. You know, just because things look okay on the outside because they're not saying anything or there's no conflict between the two of you. So you're continuing to say what you need to say. It may feel like it's all okay. But they're tucking it away. It's being tucked away. So, And, you know, the other thing is this, and I don't know if this is accurate. You can tell me how you feel in your own situation. My mom, like I said, she didn't say anything negative. I mean, like, I'm sure she said a few things. Come on. But she didn't. She just didn't tear him apart. And so... Even though he was not great, he was kind of safe with her in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so I also learned that my mom can be trusted and that I never worry that my mom is out bashing me mm-hmm. to other people, her friends or or her husband now. Like, I don't worry about that. I feel like my heart is safe with my mom. Sure. And that's what you want. Like, if, if your kids can look at you and say, which they wouldn't say this in, in verbally, but their heart would feel – there's a woman that loves well and can be trusted with my heart. She can be yes. trusted with the ugly things. Yes, and um, you know that's what I want. That's what I want with my kids. I want them to to see in me. I can trust my mom. Yes, you know she's gonna she's gonna protect my yes. heart. Yes, and take this in, can, into consideration too that that if it's a divorce situation and they go back and forth that. You, that most likely your home is the home where they feel safe. It's, mm-hmm. it's their safety net, so they can explode. They can say what they want to say. They can, they can vent whatever they're feeling, and uh, just let it, just let it vent, let it come out. Just make your home the safe place, and just navigate through with God's word what 
what would bring peace in the situation and uh, but, but it can be it can be ever so difficult yeah it really can so, i don't want to yeah. gloss over it like oh this is easy just yes. don't talk bad about it yeah, yeah, no. hey mm-hmm. if you have to mm-hmm. vent get yourself a godly girlfriend mm-hmm. one that won't let you stay sure. in a in a bunch of you know mm-hmm. whiny business um, but vent to a girlfriend. Sure. Don't vent to your children, and don't vent to your parents. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we talk about yeah. how hard that is. <laughs> Maybe oh, I learned that one the hard yeah. way. I'm not sure. Oh my goodness! And oh it, goodness. you know, just looking at some of these things, um, you know, that we talked about before our podcast. This this is a childhood thing that we tell our kids. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything. Yes. Yes, it's just it's very it simple. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to add your two cents to to a whole bunch of things that annoy you about your kid's sure. father. You don't need to say it. Just yeah. don't say anything. Yeah. Scripture says, "Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear." Mm-hmm. You can't say anything nice about your kid's dad. Just close just, your mouth. I know that's so hard. You it's know, very hard. It is. It just reminds me that your goal should be to keep a, a conscience diligence, conscience diligence, conscience diligence on your mind about your verbal mm-hmm. commentary that you're going to speak, that it's important that you, you're measuring what you say and important that, oh, it's not just that, but the tone of voice is so important mm-hmm. in the way you say it and your expressions. And uh, God will honor that. Yes. God will, God will honor that. No, let unwholesome word come out of your mouth. That also means let no... No attitude, no figurative, whatever, be shown on your face. Because if it's coming from the heart and led by the Holy Spirit, there'll, there'll be a softness in the way you say it. Right. But we can't do that apart from Him. So, well, that that's true. You know, when you think about, okay, so Pam and I are telling you all these things not to do, but what can you do? What can you do to to kind of get past this? I can think of a couple of things in particular, and one one is um, <laughs> pray for Him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that seems like like I am not praying for him. If I pray for anything, I'm going to pray that he gets hit by a car, whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. how ugly is that? But when you start to pray that God would soften his heart and temper the words that he says to your kids, it does change things. Because, ladies, I'm telling you, when you grasp that the Father wants the exact same thing for a person who hurt you, or a person who left you, or a person, whatever. It, when you realize he wants the exact same thing for him that he wants for you, it changes everything. Yes. And how dare us withhold God's grace from someone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how dare we use our words to tear someone down in front of our children that we say we love so much and we want to protect them? We've got to be mindful of our words. Mm-hmm. And is it hard? Yes. Do you feel like, they deserve to know the truth. Sure, that's a normal feeling. But we have to parent in a way that keeps the end goal in mind. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. It makes me stop and think, too, Kim, that sometimes, as hard as it is, and this is when we know we're really maturing in the Lord, when we finally get to this place. And so it may work, it may take us working through two or three stations to get here. But finally, when it's all said and done and there's no change in the situation, but we're able to say, God, you have allowed this. Mm-hmm. in my life you didn't cause it but it has been allowed for a season mm-hmm. and um uh, i want to learn from this pretty quickly so we can move out of the season maybe you're trying to teach yes. me something i if you're wanting me to learn something i don't want to be here 10 more years 
let me relax, let me trust you, let me learn what you're wanting me to to learn from this so we can move on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just mindful that there may be something God's wanting to work in you. And that's most all, likely that's true. You know, so anyway, <laughs> that's 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 really hard to do. But it is hard to do. It, you know, God is good and it's his will to to bring us to completeness and wholeness. And, and there's a process that can be very difficult yeah. for us. That's good. That's really good. You know, another thing that you can do is to point out something that is positive about your kid's dad. Mm-hmm. I like that. Now, there, I, you cannot tell me there is nothing positive about him. I just won't believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's likely that, that you loved him at one time. It's li- I mean, it's sure. likely that you at yes. least were friendly. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, come on. Yes. But, um, but you can point out positive things. I do, I do try to do that, you know, mm-hmm. with my kids. Sometimes if they they like one of my boys, he's really funny. He's fun to be around. He's real sparky. And I've said to him many times, you remind me of your dad because he he always had such a great sense of humor. Yeah. You try to affirm them and and you, you try to point out something positive. Yes. You know, it's so important to them. Yes. Or, you know, whatever it is, some kind of character trait. I love that. That says, that says, you're you're valuable. Mm-hmm. You remind me of him, mm-hmm. and that's that has value. Yes, you know, I love that. And you may have to dig deep, but friends, it's important. It's there. It's yes. important to do that. I think that's so important. I yeah. love that one. That's I, a great I can't one. say that I did that in the very beginning. I know, but you. But, but I. But I. I'm good. I'm actually pretty good at that. Okay, now. good. No. <laughs> we can all go back and think of the positive things now that yes. we can say. Yes, it's never too late. And the other thing, moms, if you're listening and your kids have already graduated, and they're gone and they're out of the house, and and it's sometimes it's hard to hear topics like this when you feel like you messed up along the way. I know because I certainly can look back and feel like I messed up along the way. So it's just more difficult to hear podcasts like this because you feel like it's too late. But you know what? You know, God, a God of grace. One of the beautiful things about God's mm-hmm. grace is the second chances he gives us. It covers so much that that uh, give it to the Lord. Share whatever you need to in your heart about maybe what you didn't know at the time, the regrets you have, and ask for God's perfection to move forward and to heal what's still broken or to or to make new what needs to be make new it's never too late for god to start a new beginning ever that's good or even a conversation that you need to have with your adult children yes that says maybe didn't handle that right Mm -hmm. but looking back i mean proverbs 16 24 says gracious words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul and health to the body Mm -hmm. so there is never a bad time to bring a little sweetness to the soul and health to someone's Mm-hmm. body by by offering gracious words i don't care if if um if it's been five years since you were separated or if it's been 25 or mm-hmm. 30 years mm-hmm. it's never too late to offer some gracious words there yes. that are healing yes and for those of you maybe who are listening and your husband has gone on to be with the lord and um you know maybe there were some unresolved issues between your former your husband that passed away and your children uh it's it's never too late for god to restore and make new in their hearts a fresh love and a fresh understanding of that whole situation that Mm -hmm. no situation is impossible for for god or outside his realm to make new nothing that's That's so encouraging to me that's good pam you have any final thoughts about this topic you know i'm just saying again the importance of um you seeing yourself as the 
um, role model for your kids. And that's, that's a hard place to be because none of us feel like we do it very well. But just be mindful. Just be mindful in what you say. And it, it reminds me of um, your kids. Remember, and I'll just tell a quick story. I remember um, my son is in his 30s. And he said to me not too long ago, and I didn't even remember this. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you said, they tuck it away. He mm-hmm. says, Mom, do you remember I asked you years and years ago, do you still love Dad? He was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I wanted to just, you know, just say. Tell him all the things. Yes, no, mm-hmm. but, I, but I did. The thing is I did, and I wanted him home, and I wanted to go. And, and I just, you know, I said, honey, I, I you know, I know he wanted to know it was okay for him to love his dad. Yeah. And I said, honey, I will always love your dad in a special way because he's your dad. Yeah. And I don't remember saying that, but my 30-year-old-plus son mentioned that to me, uh, you know, last year. Do you remember when you told me that? I didn't. But it stuck in his mind, and it has molded, in a lot of ways, his ability to foster a relationship with his dad, maybe not Maybe not what he wants. Maybe it's good some days or not the next. I'm, that's their deal. I don't know. But but um, I'm just saying it's so important that we watch what we say to them because they will carry it forever. Mm-hmm. Because and, we know it's not about the kids, but the kids don't know they that. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. So we, we do have to be careful. Well, we're going to wrap this up, Pam. And I'm going to ask you to just lead us in a prayer that maybe um, leads moms to ask God to to soften their hearts and guard their tongues. And before we do that, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Sometimes these topics are kind of heavy. They are. But I do think that it's necessary. And so if you think of someone that you think could really benefit from listening to this kind of message, would you just tag her? Um, You know, if you're listening to it through social media, just tag her or send her a link. You can follow us on Spotify or iTunes however you choose to listen to your podcasts. And if you have an idea for mm-hmm. a podcast that you'd like to hear us talk about, then email us, info at ariseministries.net. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. We'd love to hear how these messages um, have impacted you and encouraged you to walk more with the Lord and just surrendering your words and things like that to him. So we do, we appreciate you listening. I know it's a sacrifice of time, so I hope that we were good stewards of that. So Pam, I'm going to let you close us out. And just lead us in prayer, and we just wish everybody have a a great day. Father God, if there is one single mother out there listening this moment that's disturbed in her heart, anguished over her situation, feeling mournful, feeling such sorrow, such regret, such hopelessness, such not knowing where to go, such devastation in her heart as a single mother, Lord, I, you are her companion. You are her lover of her soul. You are her provider. Lord, I pray you would come alongside her and show her steps to get her to the place, God, that she can feel a sense of peace about her situation and a true release to you. Father, we all need this lesson today about our words, every single one of us. And so, Father, I pray you would quicken in our own hearts the, the value of our tongue and, and the value of the way to use it that brings about spiritual health and wholeness. Father, I pray for our single mothers, how we love them. Uh, 
I'm always thinking of the mom crying on the other end of the of the podcast. I especially lay my hands on her in the name of Jesus, the risen Lord and Savior. And I ask you by the power of his blood to comfort her, to restore her to peace this very moment, for her to know that she knows that she knows that you are with her and you will walk with her as you move forward, that she is not alone. Father, thank you for our, our precious single mothers, their families, their children. Thank you for Arise Ministries. And at all, Lord, to you be the glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.